0: You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. Joining us this week is Ethan Lane. Ethan is NCBA's Vice President of Government Affairs, and Danielle Beck, who is Executive Director of Government Affairs. Ethan and Danielle, thanks for joining us.
1: Great to be here, Ed. Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: All right. It is uh, August in Washington, D.C. Uh, that usually means that everybody on Capitol Hill and sort of in the... In the policy world, uh, heads for the beach for a month or congressional delegation fact finding trips overseas. But this is obviously not a traditional year. So um, everybody is still in town working, uh, trying to, you know, get the economy up and running again after the pandemic. Um, And so um, here we are. Um, everybody, there's a lot of action going on on Capitol Hill. Um, there's a lot of ongoing nego- negotiations on a possible fourth COVID relief package. We'll get into that a little bit more uh, later. Um, but Ethan, can you just bring us up to speed on, on where things stand right now um, with the previous uh, aid packages and uh, spe- especially the CFAP program, which is the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program?
1: So, so the CFAT program is now several months into uh, implementation. Remember, uh, that money came out of the CARES Act back in April. About $16 billion was put together by USDA uh, for uh, for a variety of commodities. About $5 billion of that was earmarked for us in the cattle industry. Through uh, through this week, we know they have spent uh, just about $6.8 billion of that $16 billion. Uh, so that, that leaves quite a bit of money left. Uh, in the program to to help producers around the country. And I think anyone who's participated in this program knows that the real issue we've had with it has been that arbitrary April 15th cutoff date for those Part 1 payments based on actual losses um, and then those Part 2 payments on inventory that were uh, substantially lower, about 33 bucks a head uh, for, for those producers that had inventory on hand after April 15th through May 15th. Uh, those applications are still able to be submitted right now through the program. Um, those payments went out at 80% in the first round and another 20% to be paid uh, uh, later on in the program. We're hopeful sooner rather than later, particularly since we know, uh, you know, based on what they've spent, that they have that money available. But, you know, as negotiations continue on Capitol Hill, on additional funding, it's important that USDA use those resources that uh, we in the the industry and other groups have already helped secure for them on Capitol Hill. We'd love to see them use that $14 billion CCC payment uh, to ensure that some additional resources are pushed out the door to those Part Two recipients. Uh, We believe there's some flexibility on that front um, and to ensure that those 20% payments go out on time. Um, But we also were really pleased this week to hear House Agriculture. Chairman, uh, Committee Chairman Colin Peterson, uh, uh, make the point as well that cattle producers um, have not gotten enough out of that program and not gotten what they maybe deserve out of that program, um, and that he's interested in making sure that uh, that those producers in, in our neck of the woods uh, are are taken care of through those CFAP funds. So that that was really uh, uh, nice to hear Chairman Peterson say that. He's been a strong advocate and a, and a good partner uh, to work with in this, in this, as has Chairman Roberts uh, in the Senate side. I, I think this has been one of those times when you really see what strong support our industry has on Capitol Hill, uh, both from Republicans and Democrats. Um, but but boy, uh, we still have a lot of work to do. We still have a lot of producers that uh, that need to get more uh, uh, support out of this program. And hopefully, we're going to see some additional funding if uh, if the House and Senate and Republicans and Democrats can ever uh, figure this uh, this mess out on this latest round uh, of funding talks here on Capitol Hill.
0: Yeah, it was interesting when the pandemic first hit, it seems like those first three um, rounds of relief made it through in record time. I mean, they were like voice voting $2 trillion bills, which is just you know, un- unheard of um, in history. Um, and then this fourth one seems to have been, it's been kicking around for seemingly months now. Um, Danielle, can you tell us a little bit about what happened? I know they've, they've had a lot of negotiations, House and Senate, uh, Republicans and Democrats and, and members of the administration have been meeting. They've made some progress, but it doesn't, we're sitting here at Friday afternoon um, in August and it doesn't look like uh, anything's going to get across the line this week for sure, right? Yeah.
2: No, you're exactly right, Ed. I mean, at one point, we were voice voting trillion-dollar bills. People, things were moving quickly. The House signaled uh, or outlined their priorities for a, a fourth COVID relief package, months ago, and we've just been waiting on the Senate. And I think that speaks to the differences in chambers and the differences in parties right now. You know, I think McConnell uh, and those in the Republican Party have said, hold on, let's put our finger on the pause button. We're spending money like it's monopoly money. Uh, And we want to see how this really impacts folks now that a lot of states are opening up, if not fully opened up. Uh, and I think that's better informed the process. You know, while NCBA was in Denver for our annual summer business meeting, they unveiled what is called the HEALS Act. It is another uh, major comprehensive funding vehicle to provide relief to a host of different entities, all being impacted by by COVID. Uh, For agriculture specifically, there's $20 billion. Uh, Interestingly enough, though, I think we're seeing some more party divide typical to Uh, the latest or the, you know, status quo in D.C. in which uh, negotiations between Republicans and Democrats have continued to stall. You know, the Heals Act was the opening salvo. Uh, It's our understanding a lot of the lead negotiators in both parties, specifically Speaker Pelosi, Minority Leader Schumer, uh, and then folks in the White House, uh, you know, Chief of Staff Meadows, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin, uh, they were meeting yesterday for more than three hours talks are scheduled to resume today, but they have this self-imposed deadline of funding something uh, before everybody goes home for August recess, and that day is today. Uh, We know the Senate will be coming back in next week. Unclear what's going to happen in the House. Um, You know, if they don't get something on paper, an agreement, and work through some of their biggest disagreements today uh, or over the weekend, we might not see COVID legislation before people go home for August recess.
0: And how does this um, match up with the appropriations process? Can you just give folks uh, just an update on where we are in the overall appropriations process? Is this something that they're trying to roll in as one big sort of appropriations and relief package?
2: So what's really interesting, I mean, we haven't had regular order in the appropriations world in years now, um, but covid has certainly derailed the appropriations process in spite of that and in spite of all of the money going out the door for covid both chambers have really tried to keep approps siloed from the covid funding vehicles you know there were rumors that a potential cr or continuing resolution to fund the government past that you know september deadline uh might happen but I think that's highly unlikely. Um, you know, at this point, we're going to be lucky if we see it, a heels bill. And I'm still keeping my fingers crossed as an eternal optimist that they'll get it done. Uh, you know, c- Congress is like a bunch of college kids. They wait until the night before the term paper is due to really start writing it. So, uh, you know, it's very likely we could see something. But, I mean, very likely we couldn't. probes probably won't happen. You know, if I had to guess and, I, you know, if I was a betting person, I would say that we eventually have a a CR or sometime in September that gets us through until after the election in November. You know, at this point, we've got House bills um, signaling where the House wants to be on FY21 spending. But the Senate hasn't moved yet, and we're not sure. I mean, they've run out of time at this point before August. So they might happen it might happen in September. Probably not, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, the conventional wisdom in D.C. is that uh, nothing significant really is going to get done in an election year after August recess or after Labor Day. Um, There are exceptions to that, most famously, the welfare reform legislation that that, uh, President Clinton signed in 1996 after vetoing it a couple of times. So like you said, hope springs eternal. And I know that you guys are going to keep banging on the doors on Capitol Hill, um, you know, every day that anybody's there. So um, Ethan and Danielle, thanks for your hard work. And uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast.
1: Thanks, Ed. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.